Welcome to Gates. It's a good night. Good to see everybody out tonight. On this last service of 2021. Now stepping into 2022. Yes. Glory to Jesus. Amen? Tonight I'm... Tonight I'm, I'm ending a series, but what I'm going to talk about tonight, I'm going to talk about a lot in 2022. But we've been on the series for a while. We stopped it for a while and then picked it back up after kind of in the midst of the holidays and everything that was going on. We picked it back up. But the title of, of this series has been Who and What is the Church? And uh, <clears throat> we've read some foundational scriptures a lot over the, over the months that we've been on this series. And um, I want to read Matthew 16, starting with verse 13. <clears throat> when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah and one of the prophets. i got to stop. I, I just I think about this every time I, every time I read this passage of Scripture. Um, when I think about Caesarea Philippi, um, where he was talking to his disciples here, I've stood right there. They know where that is. And um, how, many were, how many were supposed to be on the trip to Israel this past February. Raise your hands, okay? There's a few not here tonight. I think there was about maybe 20 of us, maybe a little over 20 that were going to Israel. And um, we're going back. Amen? And and I'm just telling you, there's a reason we've got to go to Israel. And and it's going to be a, it's going to be a continuous it's going to be a continuous trip that we take. Maybe not, not every year, but we will take it. We'll, from here on, when we go as a body, I've, I've been twice, but we're, we're going as a body. And, and, uh, and I don't know what all that looks like in the future, but we've got some great contacts in Israel. Um, we've got uh, the, the, our tour guide when we go is part of the military in Israel. He's part of the police force in Israel. He's a, he's a Messianic Jew. He's, he's, he is a Jew, but, but he's born again. Uh, really powerful guy, good friend, known him for a number of years. Um, also in Tel Aviv, we've got a church in Tel Aviv that we're connected with, a couple, just amazing couple. They, um, they're actually, they are actually uh, Ukrainians, and, but they speak fluent Hebrew. They've pastored there in Israel, or in, yeah, in Israel, in Tel Aviv. They've pastored there for now about seven or eight years. And uh, you can see them on TBN Israel. They have a show on TBN Israel. If you, if you go on there, and we'll give you some more information about it. But um, several other people that are, that are really good contacts over there, and we're supposed to be there. And all this COVID mess about getting to Israel, I mean, I'm, I, I'm just declaring Things are being settled, and we're going to be able to get in there. Amen. I'm just, I'm just believing that, and and not a threat to anybody, nobody, because because when you go somewhere, you go somewhere because God said, and you go somewhere, God said that's the safest place you can be. You understand that? It is literally the safest place you can be when God said go, then you go. The worst place you could be is if God said go and you stay home. Bad place to be, not a good place. You need to be wherever God wants you to be. And I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you, I've got Israel strong inside of me. So those of you that had planned on going and, and you know, when the time is up, it's, they're just not ready for us yet. Um, the, the guy I was telling you about, his name is Richard, and he is not, he's just not ready to do it yet. He doesn't feel comfortable, and I, I, I'm really relying on, on him saying it's the right thing to do. But when he gives us the go-ahead, then we'll, we'll begin to plan that trip, and whenever that is, you know. But just be praying about that the doors open and, and all the hindrances be removed from going. Amen? Now, back to that. <clears throat> back to my scripture. 
When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you, you're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is, is what will be loosed in heaven. In other words, whatever's loosed in heaven, whatever's bound in heaven, is what we have the authority on this earth as the church to bind and loose. That's what he's saying here. And he said, I'll build my church on the revelation being in the lives of people, in the hearts of people, that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's telling his disciples that. He's telling us that today. I'm telling you what he said back then, and he's saying it for us today. The church is built on the revelation that you and I have that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that he is the one that was prophesied would come and do what he did. He did it. Now we're the ones to receive it. Okay? Everybody say receive. Think about that word tonight as we talk about this piece that I'm going to really focus on a lot in 2022. Um, let's look at Galatians chapter 6. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. It says, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Whatever a man sows, he'll reap that. Whatever a person sows, he will reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. One translation said, if we don't quit. <clears throat> Tonight, what I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about reaping. About reaping, about receiving. He said in this passage here, whatever a man sows is what he will reap. Whatever a man sows, that's what he'll reap. If a person is <clears throat> if a person is desiring an apple and there's no other place to get an apple except what you plant, then the apple you want is in the seed you plant. Right? And <clears throat> Have you, ever, have you ever driven by something, not just apples, but anything? Anything that's been planted in the ground, but it wasn't harvested. Have you ever seen fruit just dying, hanging, and then it falls off and it falls to the ground and it lays there long enough and it rots? <clears throat> Nothing wrong with the tree. Somebody didn't harvest. In 2022, part of what I'm focusing on is you and I harvesting. Harvesting. God wants you and I to harvest what we've planted. And there's ways to do that. <clears throat> what's, what's difficult with this understanding of what a man sows, that will he reap, 
the difficulty with understanding it from a biblical perspective, from a farmer's perspective, it's one thing. But from a biblical perspective, you have to understand the spiritual side of sowing and reaping along with understanding the natural side of sowing and reaping. You've got to understand, you've got to be able to connect them to be a harvester. I didn't always see it that way. I always just thought if you sowed enough and you confess the word enough over what you sow, it's just going to come to you. And that's part of it, but that's not everything. Same way that a farmer, he goes out and he does his part in the natural and he sows the seed and he cultivates the seed. So he's sown it, he's cultivated it, and then when it comes time to harvest it, he doesn't go after it and it dies, then he's, he's not receiving what he, plant, what he sowed for. And I'm just telling you, if you're part of this church, you're ready to harvest. <laughs> you're ready to harvest. So I like this verse of Scripture <clears throat> found in Genesis 8.22, and it kind of settles the whole thing. Genesis 8 and 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night, shall not cease. Seed time and harvest time shall not cease the same way that cold and heat will not go away. There's been some summers in Kerrville where I thought about praying that the heat would go away and stay away. But this scripture says you can pray till you're blue in the face and it's not going away because the, the Bible says that seed time and harvest is here just the same way cold and heat is here. And if the Bible says so, it says, it says as long as the earth remains, everything is seed time and harvest. And that will never change. And you can always check what you've received today with what you've sown yesterday and before. But I'm going to mention and throw in a couple things tonight, and we'll talk more about it in the coming weeks and months, <clears throat> just at different times. I'm going to, I'm going to share on this. But, but I'm going to share some things that I feel like are, that are added to how we harvest. I don't know about you, but I've sown a lot of seed. And I thank God for the harvest of that seed every day. And I'm telling you today, I haven't reaped everything that I know I have a right to reap. So I'm like you, I'm learning more and more about it all the time. You can't ever know it all about sowing and reaping. I've, I've received a lot of really great things in this life. But the first thing we have to remember is that sowing and reaping has to do with the Word. In Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower, many people take that passage and just try to apply it in a monetary way, and, it, and it's the same. It, if seed time and harvest works in every way, then it works financially also. But it starts with the Word. Mark chapter 4 and verse 14 <clears throat> says this in the, in, the, uh, in the New King James. The sower sows the Word first. 
first, we've got to be word sowers. We've got to be word declarers. And that won't come, you won't be convicted of that if you've not been a person to set yourself under the word that's being preached. When you do that, and you become established in that, and you believe in it, then you begin to sow the word. First and foremost, we have to be sowers of the word and believe in it. And that just takes time. In that passage we read in Galatians 6, that due season, due season is always longer than what we want. Because a lot of times what people want to do is they want to do something like, well, they just want to sow seed and and then we just leave it to God and and God will make sure it comes to me. And so they just thinking they're going to sow enough financial seed and then harvest is going to come to them. Well, that... That, that's a good start, and, there, and, and you have to have that revelation because many people don't believe that sowing seed will work in any way. But that's not enough. There's an interesting passage in um, Proverbs 10. <clears throat> and verse 4 says this. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Verse 5 says this, he who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. You can just take these two verses of Scripture right here, and you can be a person that sows financial seed. You've got all your confessions on it, but you're lacking diligence in the areas that God wants you to be diligent in, and that will hinder your harvest. I'm convinced of it. It'll hinder, it'll hinder any person's harvest because it's, it's not, if, if we just think that, well, if I just double my giving, then God's going to bless me. It's, it's not even so much God blessing you as it is tapping into the way that God thinks, the economy of God. It's how God thinks. He already set it up that way. If seed time and harvest will remain as long as we're on planet earth, then man, I'm telling you right now, we got to get a hold of that. If you're not a sower of seed in the, fi- in the financial realm, if you're not a sower of seed, asking God what God wants you to do, you need to get that revelation. That's all it is. You don't have to feel condemned or feel bad. Every time when you hear a message, you can't take, allow a message to bring you under condemnation because of something you're not doing. If you're hearing something tonight and, and it's, it, it's bringing conviction to your life, that's not a bad thing. It's seed for thought to give you ideas and thoughts that maybe you have not had before or maybe you've just kind of poked and prodded around with it, but God wants you to get serious with it and to understand it. Yeah. Right. And when you come into that place of revelation, I believe, when you become a seed sower, There are other things regarding diligence that begin to get stirred up on the inside of you because the fact that you've obeyed God sowing seed, then what happens is as He begins to speak to you about being diligent in areas of your life, you're going to obey that too. And so obedience to God's Word and His plan and His way of thinking and operating where this is concerned is the key to being successful in the whole plan. That's why I'm saying in 2022, it is a year we are harvesting. Can you say amen to that? I am harvesting in 2022 like I never have before. Should it be that way? Should we go backwards and and harvest less than what we did last year? No. God wants you to harvest in ways that 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 literally are beyond even what you can ask or think. That's His desire. You know why? Because 
as we talked about in the last couple of weeks, you and I, we're his masterpiece. He wants you blessed more than you want to be blessed. But you need to hear teaching like this to challenge you to step in and make sure that you're stepping in and staying in and or getting into his plan to cause his harvest to come in your life. He wants you harvesting. Can you say amen? So, as I said earlier, <clears throat> understanding the natural harvesting and the spiritual harvesting in the same way understanding natural seed time and spiritual seed time is, is something that has to come together. They've got to interlock. The natural and the spiritual aren't separate from one another. They have to be connected to each other. And in 1 Peter 1, we see this. I think this passage of Scripture is very important to what I'm, what I'm talking about tonight. Verse, uh, 1 Peter 1 and verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of what? Not of corruptible seed, that's spiritual seed, but of incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. The incorruptible seed is the spiritual seed. The corruptible seed is the natural seed. Did you hear what I said? We're not born again of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible. Through what? The Word of God. Who is the Word of God? Jesus Himself. We are born again through what Father did with Mary. The sperm that came from the Father impregnated Mary to create the living Word and now Jesus the Son of God. And that spiritual seed is what I and you, what we've been born again of. He said, through the Word of God which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass, the grass withers and its flower falls away, but the Word of the Lord endures forever. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. You see, just from this passage of Scripture, how important it is for the seed of the word tonight to be going inside of you, right? That's the seed of the living word going inside of you. You receiving that seed, cultivating that seed, and making the revelation of what I'm talking about tonight yours. You have to believe in the fact that it is God's will for you to harvest in this coming year. Harvest in every way. Financially, physically, in relationships, family, I don't care what it is, it is a year of harvest and what matters is what we're sowing. So I want to just give a description of natural, okay, Natural and spiritual sowing. I want, I, want, I, want to, I want you to see these combined because I'm going to give you three things about natural sowing and three things about spiritual sowing that are vital to your, it's vital that you have the understanding of these so you can put these to work. So before I give you those, I just want to give you this one example, okay? So how does spiritual seed sowing and natural seed sowing come together? There's a lot of components that are involved in you living a life involved in seed time and harvest. God doesn't want you here just existing and just barely making it and just barely getting through day-to-day -day in your life, He wants you living in seed, time, and harvest. He wants you living there. 
So actually, before I give you that example, I'm going to give you these points. So, the first part that we have to understand in sowing is we have to hear from God. That's why you need the seed of the Word preached to you so that the Holy Spirit can take the word you're hearing preached and reveal it to you. But to sow a seed, let's take a financial seed that would be in the form of Federal Reserve notes. You know, or, you know, I mean, that's becoming less and less, but you know what I'm saying. So, in the form of money or finances in the natural, I've got to hear God because I've allowed the Word to be sown in my heart. And the fact that I allowed the Word to be sown in my heart and I've done something with the Word, now it's developing my confidence that I can hear the voice of God about what He wants me to do. It's not enough for you to just hear it from me. Well, pastor said that I I need to do better at sowing. No, no. If that's what you heard, you missed it. No, you've got to understand that seed time and harvest and sowing is part of the kingdom of God that God wants you to live in. He wants you to live in that place. And the first part of the sowing is hearing God. That's the spiritual end of it. When you develop an ability to hear God about sowing, Then when you sow, that's the natural part of it, and the two have come together. Now you're sowing out of obedience to Him, not just out of your flesh. Now, I'm going to give you some, as I'm I'm teaching on this, I'm going to give you some real drastic examples, you know. And and, uh, I'm not going to give you an example of somebody that, that is around here that you'd know or whatever. I'm just giving you examples of things that I've seen through the years. So, now I'm talking about finances, okay? So, this is an example of something that happened years ago when a guy came to me and just asked me, you know, it, it, it was an honest question. I mean, it was, he asked me this question. He said, what do you think about me doing this? And, and this is what he said. He said, Pastor, this month I feel like that God wants me to take my tithe and give it to this person who is living on the street. And I said, okay. I said, you feel like God told you to do that? And he said, yeah. And I said, so can I ask you a couple of questions? He said, yeah. I said, said, um, why your tithe? And he said, because I don't have enough money to give that guy anything else, so I'm going to give him my tithe. And, and, and you understand, I mean, I've, I've pastored for over 32 years here, and I've never, I've never, I actually, when people didn't have a revelation of the tithe, I encouraged them not to tithe. Yeah. You understand? I've done that many times until they got revelation. Yeah. And so I said, okay. I said, do you want me to give you some insight concerning that, or do you want me to just agree with you? And he said, no, I, I want to hear from you. And I said, okay. So... The Bible says that the tithe is the Lord's. And the tithe is to go into the storehouse where you're fed. And so I gave him a number of different scriptures explaining to him about the tithe. And I said, you know what? God would rather you, I'm telling you what I believe, and this is what I've always, I told him, this is what I've always done. I've never given my tithe somewhere because the tithe is not seed. The tithe belongs to the Lord. I said, God would rather you give that, the man you're thinking of, give him $5 than to take your whatever it was, $100 tithe and to give it to him because you're, you're taking the tithe and doing something with it that God doesn't want you to do with it. And you're doing it 
out of your natural mind because you can't think of any other way to accomplish that. This is years ago. And so he, he heard me and, you know, I'm, I, I didn't follow up on him or anything else, so I don't know what, what he actually did about it. But the point is, okay, the point is this, okay? I'm not judging the guy, I'm judging his actions, okay? He said that he heard from God. God, from, based on what I see in the Word, wouldn't say that. You understand? So the key, the key to successful sowing that produces harvest, the first parts of it, are you allowing the Word, the sower sows the Word first, allowing the Word to be sown in you, because when you have word in you and you're listening to teaching like this, you can go home and go study it for yourself and get more out of it when you study it than when you heard it preached. Why? Because the true teacher is teaching you. Well, pastor, why don't we just go home and not come to church? Because he said you go to church. He said don't forsake the fellowshipping of yourselves together. And the word faith is developed by hearing first the word preached and then hearing the Holy Spirit reveal it to your spirit man. That's the way he set it up. So what I saw, when that guy said that to me, what I saw in Scripture is not what God would have said to him. So taking your tithe and giving it to the poor, okay, hear me when I'm saying, I will never apologize for that ever in all the world. If, if I see somebody that is lacking and God shows me to minister, minister something to them, it won't come from my tithe. And if I have nothing else and I, I've got a certain amount of money and that's all I have and God told me to give it to the poor, I've done it. I'll give it to the poor. Because I want the harvest on the seed, not that I'm looking for the harvest. I'm not, I'm not giving to the poor man just to get a harvest, but I'm sowing to receive so I can sow again. See, that's what harvest produces. It puts us in a place where we can give into every good work in any time God tells us to do. But the key, the key is hearing God. And you'll never hear God if you don't have the revelation of sowing the Word first. The sower sows the Word. And I sow the word individually. I sow the word as an individual, not as what I'm doing here tonight. I sow the word by, number one, positioning myself to hear the word. And number two, creating a daily routine of declarations and confessions of what God says is so. Amen? And when I develop that, and that becomes a part of my life, that opens me up to what else is out there and and the responsibility that God will put on my life to be diligent to do anything else He tells me to do. If you're sowing seed, believing for a new business, if you've never, we'll talk about that this year. We're going to talk in detail about that about how to sow for things and see harvest come in your life. That's part of being connected to the economy of God. It's apart from the other economy. It's apart from your natural investments or anything else. Well, not really. Because your natural investments, you need to be hearing from God too. Yeah, that's right. yeah. See, see, so not really. But it, but it is apart from that because of what you're doing by faith in sowing seed to receive harvest to be able to sow more. And we'll, and, we're, and we'll talk more and more about that. What was I saying? Where was I just going? I was going somewhere and I, I, I got off what I was saying. Uh, what was it? Yeah. But, well, but I'm not, it wasn't what I said. It was where I was going. <laughs> I had it. It was really good. I'll get it. I'll get it. What were you going to say? Oh, yes. And Jesus' name. Wait a minute. 
Oh, about being diligent. Yes. And, and <clears throat> God will show you about what that diligence looks like in, in your life. Sometimes it's diligent to just be standing. Oh, and I said about a business. Like you were believing God for a business, and we're going to talk about how to sow for things in life. But, but let's say you, you were desiring a business, and you've sown seed for that. And so one day, the Holy Spirit says, you know, um, I don't know. Let, let's say you were going to open a tire business. You know, why I picked that, I don't know. You wanted to open a tire business. And one day, you had some extra money, and the Lord says, I want you to go buy your first tires. Yeah, but God, I don't have anything set up. I don't have a place for people to come. Just go buy the tires. I want you to buy $500 worth of tire, you know, whatever. I mean, that wouldn't buy very many tires, but, but maybe, wholesale, maybe wholesale it would. Whatever. You, you see what I'm trying yeah. to say? So God just says, just, you know, even if it's three sets of tires, wholesale, and you could buy those. Just have those tires. Yeah, but God, no, 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 don't argue with it. Don't argue with it. And then you buy those tires, and one day you see this sale, and somebody's going out of business, and they're selling all this stuff like 10 cents on a dollar that to, to uh, put tires on, you know, the, the machines and all the things that you've got to do to, to put tires on rims and the whole thing, and you see it, and for 500 bucks, you bought all of the guy's equipment. Well, now you got some tires, and all of a sudden, you somebody else comes along. They want tires, and it's the right tires that you bought. I mean, there's ways that God wants to develop a faith and a confidence that He can lead you on a path that will cause you to harvest your seed. Yeah, that's right. And and. And so you've been sowing for a business, but if you're just looking for a business to be dumped in your lap, you're looking in the wrong way. Unless, unless that's what the Holy Spirit said. I just want you to be patient, and the whole thing's a package deal, and it's going to come to you, but you've got to wait. I mean, sometimes that's harder than doing the thing I just said earlier. Because, because all of a sudden, this kind of half-hearted good deal comes along, and, oh, yeah, I'm going to go try that. No, not if he didn't say. Yeah, right. See, if you know how to hear his voice, and he didn't tell you to do that, and you go do it, it's not what, it, what was there, because just past that <laughs> is a place that went bankrupt, and we don't want somebody to go bankrupt, but they did, and there you are, and bam, you buy the whole business. And it was already set up because... You allowed the word to be sown in your heart. You developed a daily routine of making declarations about what God says in his word about you and your life and other people as you begin to pray certain prayers from the Bible and make declarations as we do around here. And then you started developing revelation about sowing seed in the ground. And from that, God is beginning to develop in you diligence to be able to stand, to hear, to know what the next things that God wants you to do. That's what I'm seeing and believing is happening in 2022 in our lives. And I believe you're part of this body. You're set up for that because of what we've taught and how we've developed that to this point. One thing I say over myself every day, my harvest is in my hands now. I say it every day multiple times a day. It'll just come to me. Father, I thank you that my harvest on every seed I've sown is in my hands now. I'm making declaration based on different scriptures that I'm reading to you tonight and other scriptures that we'll read in the days ahead. I'm making declaration of God's Word because I need to hear myself say that the potential for my harvest is there, but I've got to receive it. And you'll, you won't receive it if you wake up every morning and you give in to your thought life and, you know what, I had not seen anything happen. It's been a long time. I've done this. Nothing's working. You start questioning God and faith goes, where you've developed faith stops with questions. 
Every question that comes along that you allow to rule over. You can, you can question things to, to develop knowledge and understanding, but you allow questions to rule, no faith. James says that's a double-minded man. Expect that he'll receive nothing from the Lord. That's what that says. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so we hear the word. We confess the word. As we just said, positioning ourselves to have the word sown in us, developing a daily routine. <clears throat> And we receive revelation to begin to be tithers and seed sowers and position ourselves then to be led by the Spirit and become diligent people. I'll just tell you this. I have become diligent in areas of my life where I wasn't diligent just because I did what I heard him tell me to do. It's developed diligence in areas. I still have work. If, you, if you're not working on diligence in your life, then you're missing it. You need to be more diligent in certain areas of your life. Don't focus on the fact that you're diligent in certain areas. Start working on the areas where you're not quite as diligent. How many desire to see your harvest in 2022? Amen? In every area of your I mean every area. It's the day and time. For the church to be receiving their harvest, to be reaping due season. It's due season time if you've been doing the prep work. Nothing in God is instant. Nothing in God is like the instant drive-throughs that we have become accustomed to in this life. And most people get mad because the drive-thru is too slow, you know? takes a minute and a half longer through the drive-thru than they wanted it to, you know. But <clears throat> when you prepare a meal from scratch, there's a lot of prep work that goes into that, a lot of time and effort spent. So that when it's time to harvest that and, in other words, eat the meal, right, you've done the prep work. And I'm telling you, it's time to eat and time to harvest, right. if you will. For those who have done the prep work, who have said, you know what, I realize that expecting in instantaneous things all the time is not healthy. Going through McDonald's on a regular basis is not healthy. Sorry, I don't know why I'm ragging on McDonald's, but you know what I'm saying. It's not healthy for instant stuff like that. You need some good home-cooked meals where you, you have the products that you know are good and you're putting that into it. You've done the prep work, prep work and then when you eat, then you're receiving the harvest of that. I mean, just in the natural, certain kinds of foods will break down in your body in a healthy way. The right kind of foods, the others really affect your body. And God, God wants us to see it that way with what, how how we approach seed time and harvest from a spiritual and a natural perspective and seeing the spiritual and the natural coming together. And as they come together and we see it, I'm not born again of corruptible seed. I'm born again of incorruptible seed. Well, same way where my sowing and reaping is concerned, it's because I'm connected to the incorruptible seed. The word that I hear preached the word that I confess, it's all incorruptible because what I'm preaching is, and what I'm preaching tonight, what I'm declaring on a daily basis, what you're hearing preached is Him. That's why you can't just go to any church. You've got to go somewhere where they preach the Word. And they develop lifestyles of faith and confidence in God and give you things like messages tonight for seed for thought. Why would you want to hear preaching about the same thing you've heard over and over and over again and, and you, you appear to know everything about it, you get bored. You need to be challenged on things. 
I'm telling you tonight, you need to be challenged on positioning yourself in 2022 to harvest your seed. Amen. Harvest time is here. Can you say amen? <clears throat> and, and I'll just say this and I'll leave you with this tonight. Your part of harvesting, you know, you can't, I, I, there's no way that I or anybody else, you can't point out anything to the next person. You can give people advice. I'm, this is advice to you. But your part of harvesting is twofold. And and, and I, and I want to say it, I mean, it, it, I mean, we've already talked about it, but I'm going to say it in the simplest form as I can. Your part of harvesting, like a farmer that would go out and harvest the crops, your part is knowing that you need to. Knowing that you need to harvest. You, you can't just sit around. Remember the scripture that I read earlier out of Proverbs. It says, he who has a slack hand becomes poor. And then in that next verse it says, he who gathers in the summer is wise. He who sleeps during harvest is a son who causes shame. There's no reaping if you're sleeping when it's harvest time. So you've got to break that down and understand what that means for you. So the key to harvesting is hearing from Him but believing that you have a part to play in that harvest. I, I can't tell you to this day how many people that I know. You, you know where people are at. Being with them for about five, ten minutes, people will let you know by the words of their mouth where they're at. And where they're at spiritually. You can know where people are at spiritually by just things that they talk about. And so many people are waiting on God. There's a passage of Scripture that says, They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That's not what I'm talking about. That's very important. That waiting time is very important. Yeah. But many people are waiting on God. Well, I've sown my seed. I've, I've, I've confessed my Scriptures. And now it's up to God. No, it's not up to God. It's up to me to hear from Him. It's not up to me to harvest it. It's up to me to harvest it His way. But I play a part in that. We're joint heirs together is what the Bible says. Jesus is the head of the church, but I'm a part of the church, and I've got to stay connected to the head to be able to harvest the things that He wants, so I play a part. And if I'm putting it all on Him, then, and I'm not doing my part, then it's not going to work. It won't work. So the key to harvesting is being able to hear his voice. <clears throat> and it's like what Mary told his disciples. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Yes? That's my part of harvesting. So what he's going to tell me to do is going to be different than what he tells Brian to do. Because we live in two different worlds personally and, and how we've sown and the things that we've done. We live in two different worlds or yours or anybody else in here. Everybody lives in a different world. So what he's telling me to do in my part of harvesting is going to be different than what he tells you. So you can't judge what other people do. He may tell you to you know what? Be still, be quiet, and just stand and believe for this. He may tell the next guy, go buy the three sets of tires or whatever it is. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And we get in that mode right there, I'm telling you, nothing can stop our harvest. When we become diligent to do exactly what he tells us to do, because we have learned to sit under the Word, to develop declarations of the Word. From that sitting under the Word and having revelation come to us, we've learned how to be tithers and seed sowers. And from that, we learn to hear the voice of God so that when He tells us to do something, then we can do it.
And I think I've broken that down tonight and giving you just some basic principles of you being in the game of harvesting. I want to go back to the verse, and I'll end with this, in Galatians. Let us not grow weary while doing good. What's the doing good part? Continuing to hear the word, continuing to make declarations and confessions, continuing to develop your ability to hear the voice of God, continually from hearing God being learning how to develop your ability to obey because many times God will tell you to do something that in the natural looks like, why would I do that? Why would I buy three sets of tires? How would these tires even fit these cars? How would I even find the cars to fit these and, and, and that anybody would even buy anything from me? Well, God said. It just depends on how much, you, how much today and tomorrow and in the future you want to be harvesting from God. I'm not talking about just harvesting in the natural. I want natural harvest <laughs> that is connected to supernatural seed. <laughs> right? Did you hear what I said? I want natural harvest coming to me that is because I'm connected to the supernatural. You get the two combined, man, it's a win-win. You cannot lose. Can you say amen? But he said, he said, let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not lose heart. We don't turn tail and run and give in. We will reap. And I'm telling you, I'm a reaper. Amen? I'm a reaper. I am reaping in 2022. Well, I'm reaping in 2021 because it's not over yet. Amen? Or would I wait three days to reap? No, I'm just reaping now. It's the season. It's the time. I'm not just talking about 12 months. I'm talking about now and, and forward. I'm a reaper. I'm a reaper. I am a reaper.